Hi, I'm Maggie. Hi, I'm Mark. And this is Spatial Report. Welcome to the Esri Canada podcast that connects our user communities with the latest and coolest trends in the world of ArcGIS. On today's show... We're going to learn more about ArcGIS Monitor, the tool that provides proactive system monitoring of your enterprise GIS and its underlying infrastructure. Then we'll talk all things spatial analysis and data science with the original GeoGeek, or should I say GIS Geek. Hmm. And the battle for podcast host supremacy begins with our inaugural edition of M vs. M. It's a big show, it's our first show, and let's go! Let's go! Well, Maggie Sampson, we did it. We are here. It's the first edition of the Spatial Report podcast. So glad that you are here with us, Maggie, and everyone out there is joining us for Esri Canada's newest podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited. We we finally did it. So I'm looking forward to getting into all the topics and sharing some technical knowledge with our users. Totally. And we're going to talk a lot about ArcGIS in this podcast. But before we begin, we should really have a little chat about what this podcast is all about. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, as we know, but maybe not everybody else does, uh, our goal is to check in once a month and talk about all things ArcGIS and see, you know, to share some of our favorite tools, maybe highlight some hidden gems and just keep everybody up to date with what's going on in the Esri community. Totally. I mean, the ArcGIS world is so huge. So we want to kind of break down some of those different things. And one of the ways we're going to do this is we're going to invite a guest and uh, we're going to call the segment Inside the Arc. And we're going to bring in this expert, maybe from Esri Inc. or Esri Canada, who's going to share their insights on a specific product or functionality, something that you need to know about. Hmm. Yeah, we have some really great people coming to join us for that. And then afterwards, we have another segment for our Geo Geeks, which is a, a rotating group of Esri Canada panelists who can share some of their knowledge on our core products. And we'll have someone different every time or the same few people rotating around, but they'll change up. And just so we can hear about the different things that are coming or what's new, what to know about for our key products in the software. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a great roster of Geo Geeks that you'll get to be more familiar with and uh, will be part of our podcast family. And then finally, because it is a corny podcast since I'm here, we're going to try to have a little fun along the way too. So we have this little game show called M versus M. We're going to test each other on our GIS knowledge, our ArcGIS knowledge, and it, it it's going to be cutthroat. I think it's going to be a real battle because um, I'm smarter than you are. So I, I need to prove it somehow. Mm, I don't know about that. We can all we can see what happens with that one if you're a little bit smarter. I don't think so, but maybe you are. But I think I might be more competitive than you, Mark. So I'll do whatever it takes to win. Oh, you're going down, Maggie. Down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, we'll see about that. We'll see. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I'm pretty good at trivia, so I'll gotta watch out. That. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that we have a bit of an idea of what exactly we're going to be doing with this podcast, let's go and you can join us together on this journey as we learn a little bit more about ArcGIS and about the software that we're using. That's right. And one of the things we want to do every month to kick off the podcast is to share a little something that uh, we learned about ArcGIS, something cool, something fun. Yeah, we want to share what is keeping us excited and what we like to call mappy, you know, happy about maps. We want to yeah, stay stay mappy. 
There's a lot to keep up with. So just sharing stuff that's keeping us excited about the software and keeping us excited about mapping. So, Mark, what is mm. what are you mappy about? What's making you mappy right now? What's making me mappy, man? There's so much to choose from, and I feel so much responsibility being the first person to share something mappy with all y'all. Um, so I'm going to talk about something really strange, which is Microsoft Teams. Um, so I'm sure all of you are familiar with Microsoft Teams. It's that tool for collaboration and communication within your organizations, and um, especially during the pandemic, right? Teams was a, is a really big thing. Um, so I noticed the other day that IT added a little button for ArcGIS for Teams in our teams, our internal team. So just for fun, I know it's been around for a while, but I haven't really gave ArcGIS for Teams a chance. So I gave a little bit of a spin and you know what? It's kind of handy dandy. It's kind of cool. Really? I've seen it around too, but I haven't really given it much of a chance. What exactly does it do? Okay, well, first thing, you just need to just sign in, right? So once you have the um, the uh, the app installed, you'll sign in with your ArcGIS Online or Enterprise named user, and then it, you can launch a search. So when you're chatting with someone else, you can launch this search, and just be a few keywords, you'll be able to find a web map or an app that you want to be able to share within a chat or within a meeting. There's also a cool little viewer tab that lets you uh, interact with the app and be able to view it and preview it. And finally, one of the cool things is that you can share it, right? So obviously you want to can, can, can share that app or map privately within a group, or you can share it with everyone. Seems like a really great way to get you know, your colleagues engaged in the mapping. So that's pretty cool to hear about. Um, is it something that anyone can use or like, how do you get access to that? Absolutely. Well, you know, you can download it from the uh, Microsoft App Store. You can download it from free. Uh, we'll provide some links on our website at um, esri.ca slash special report if you want to get to it that way. And uh, just make sure your IT person knows that you're installing it too. Definitely makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't mess with the IT person. We know that drill. All right, so that's what's making me mappy. What about you, Maggie? What is making you mappy this month? There's something that's been making me mappy for a while, so I've been saving it up to talk about it here because it's something that I'm really excited about, which is ArcGIS Online, the new map viewer, not so new anymore, map viewer, has uh, analysis tools, finally. Yay! Yeah, I love <laughs> that. That is huge. I know our users have been really asking for those analysis tools uh, within the quote-unquote new map viewer, so this is great news, but... You know, this is a nerdy podcast. So I'm going to ask you the nerdiest question in the history of nerddom. Uh, oh, do you really? have a favorite analysis tool? Hmm, that's a tough. That's a tough question. Um, there's a lot of great ones. I think I really like like Find Nearest. I like the sort of location tools. Um, big fan of them from all the other <laughs> software too. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> oh come on! I have to have something, but. Um, <laughs> The tools themselves aren't actually my favorite thing about this edition. It's actually the fact that you can access your history now with the new version of the analysis in ArcGIS Online. Whoa, that's actually really huge, right? Because I, I'm sure if you've used ArcGIS Pro, you're familiar with using those tool histories. So now this is available in ArcGIS Online. That's, uh, that's incredible. Tell us more. Yeah, it's really great. It's very similar to what you've seen with ArcGIS Pro or, or the desktop software. If you're using that, you know, if you've ran a tool, you set up all your parameters, you need to run it over and over again. You can just go through your history, get that same tool with the same settings and run it again, 
Or you could get that same tool and just slightly modify the settings, but accessing that past history, making that iter iterative process of analysis just so much easier and faster if you're going to be doing it in ArcGIS Online. I love that. That is fantastic. And it's a great new feature for, uh, for all you analytic nerds out there in ArcGIS Online land. Yeah, it's, it's really fantastic. And you can also share it with other users too. So just had to throw that Ooh, in there too. Yeah, it's that. saved in the map so you can share it and other people can take over your, your process. If you wanted to see more about that, uh, I am making or have made a GeoSnap so that you can take a look and see what that looks like and how you'd access the history, an example of how you might use it. So check out our YouTube page for that if you want to see a little bit more about history in the ArcGIS Online analysis tools. Yes, I got to make a GeoSnap too for ArcGIS for Teams. So once again, you can check out our YouTube page. We have a whole list of these cool GeoSnaps that are out there, these short little quick videos to be able to uh, teach you something on the fly. And we'll also post these on our website, which is esri.ca slash spatial report. Now that we're feeling mappy, let's jump inside the Arc to learn a little bit more about our special product of the month, ArcGIS Monitor. What do you do to keep yourself healthy? Do you watch what you eat, maybe counting your calories, do some activity and track your daily steps, or maybe do quick check-ins like checking your blood pressure? Bottom line, you're monitoring your body to ensure that it runs as optimally as possible. The same thing goes for your ArcGIS Enterprise system. That's right, Maggie. And to talk more about how you can keep your ArcGIS Enterprise performing at its best, we welcome Derek Law. He is a product manager for ArcGIS Monitor with Esri Inc. And he's joining us today all the way from Redlands, California. Welcome, Derek, to the Spatial Report podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to have you here. And just for full disclosure, Derek and I, we've been friends for a long time. And he's also a fellow Canadian. I wear this Leafs jersey in your honor. So we're really glad to have you with us today. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us today, Derek. And I know I personally am pretty excited to learn a little bit more about ArcGIS Monitor. It's not something I've had a lot of experience with myself. So maybe you could get us started today by just sort of telling us what is ArcGIS Monitor? Sure. Um, ArcGIS Monitor is a product designed for ArcGIS Enterprise customers. And basically what it allows you to do is when you hook it up to your enterprise GIS, it helps managers and administrators assess the health performance, and usage of your ArcGIS Enterprise resources. Yeah, I could see you as you're talking with ArcGIS Enterprise customers all the time. They're probably asking, how is this useful for me? How can I use this? So what do you tell them? How is it useful for, uh, for ArcGIS Enterprise users? Sure. Um, the beauty of ArcGIS Monitor is it helps administrators and managers assess their system. So what you would normally do is you would get ArcGIS Monitor, hook it up to your ArcGIS Enterprise, and Monitor will then collect data metrics on the various components of ArcGIS Enterprise. And over time, it can help detect patterns. So which resources have the most activity? Maybe you should assign dedicated instances for them, or maybe you have web services that don't have a lot of activity. You could put them in a shared log pool. And it also allows you to make sure your system is performing really well. So when there's a performance problem, then an administrator can investigate and hopefully find out what the cause of that performance problem is. Sounds like a really great tool to be able to make sure that things are running smoothly. Um, so something a lot of people should be using. I've also heard it often discussed when talking about uh, proactive management. So 
what is what do you mean when when I hear that? What does that mean for this tool? Sure. Um, the idea of proactive management is that an administrator or manager would set up a condition on a part of their enterprise GIS to kind of actively investigate something before a problem happens. For example, let's say I have an ArcGIS server site and I could set an alert that says, notify me when this machine is at 80% or 90% memory usage. So when that happens, then the administrator can be proactive and either add more cores or add more memory to mitigate that uh, critical you know, alert so it doesn't fail or doesn't crash down the road. That's what, we, that's what we mean by proactive management. Now, I know this is a really exciting time for you, Derek, because uh, ArcGIS Monitor 2023 has just been released, and this is a pretty significant release from my understanding. So what's so significant about this latest release and how is it different from previous releases? Sure, thanks for asking, Mark. So ArcGIS Monitor is a big deal for the Monitor team. Um, we spent the last few years building the next generation release, and the team has basically rebuilt the product from the ground up. They've overhauled the UI UX, so it's got a very uh, nicer user experience. If you've managed your enterprise portal or ArcGIS online organization, you'll see that it's very user-friendly. It's using the latest ArcGIS API for JavaScript and CalSite design elements. And the goal is to make this approach of DevOps for your enterprise GIS much more accessible. So new architecture under the hood, um, new capabilities, new UI UX, and it works with ArcGIS Enterprise releases 10.6 and higher. Great, so it works with 10.6 and higher, but does it work with all different types of enterprise deployments as well? Uh, yeah, great question. So many of our customers have a single ArcGIS server site and they might think, do I need ArcGIS Monitor? And the answer is yes. ArcGIS Monitor can help you monitor and assess the health and performance of your enterprise GIS. So whether it's a single machine or a multi-machine deployment, or maybe you have GIS assets within your local office and also in other domains, such as in Amazon or another office. Monitor can scale to work with you know, small enterprise GIS deployments or regional or even global enterprise GIS deployments. Yeah, that's really good to know because I, I always think of Monitor as being this sort of this huge scale thing that you know large enterprise deployments need, but it, it sounds like it's for everyone, which is really great. And that kind of leads us into sort of the final question, the wrap-up question, because uh, we like to ask all of our guests sort of the three main takeaways of the product that they're, uh, that they're talking about. So what are the three things you think everyone should know about ArcGIS Monitor? Uh, great question. So... The beauty of ArcGIS Monitor is as an admin or administrator, you can monitor the health of your system, right? So you get data metrics to ensure that everything is working optimally. Uh, number two, on the rare occasion where there's a performance problem, Monitor can help the administrator investigate and isolate the performance problem and help you, you know, mitigate these issues in advance of the problem happening. And ultimately, what's great about Monitor is by ensuring that your enterprise GIS is running optimally and performing really well, you're <clears throat> preventing occurrences or mitigating occurrences of system downtime, which is great. That means your enterprise GIS is meeting your organization's business needs. Dude, Derek, thank you so much for being our first guest here on the pod. And um, just as a, a, as a quick FYI, if you're uh, out there, Derek is a great follow on Twitter. So if you follow him at, at GIS underscore bandit, I think that's right, right, Derek? That's right. 
Yep, you can follow him, and he's got a lot of cool little um, tidbits of information about GIS in general, and of course about monitors. So you definitely want to check out his Twitter feed, and also he'll be featured in one of our webinars coming up in May. So uh, do you know what that's all about? Uh, the I believe the webinar in May is going to focus on um, best practices for managing your ArcGIS online organization and also your ArcGIS enterprise deployments. Fantastic. So it's something to look forward to on our feed as well. And we'll provide all the links of this information from Derek um, in our website. So Derek, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me uh, and letting me talk about ArcGIS Monitor. We'll see you yeah, guys. Yeah, we love it. Derek Law, he is the product manager of ArcGIS Monitor, and he joins us today from Esri Inc. in Redlands, California. And coming up next, it's time to geek out with our GeoGeek. And now it's time for the GeoGeeks, our regular segment where we bring in a subject matter expert to tell us what's new and interesting in one of the core ArcGIS products. Today we welcome the original GIS geek, Chris North. He is the director of the technology adoption team at Esri Canada and also happens to be the person who approves our timesheets. Um, he's joining us from Toronto. Hello, Chris. Thank you for coming and joining us today. Maggie, listen, this is great. I'm here with my favorite GIS person and Mark. So, <laughs> you know I can hear you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you doing? Pretty we fantastic. Yeah, we're good. We're excited to have you here with us on our very first episode of the new podcast. Yes, I am very excited about this too. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, hearing what you guys have done, I've heard lots about it so far. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> hopefully, all hopefully all good stuff. But we, yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely wanted to have you on the very first episode because this section, this segment of our show, is named in your honor. The, the Geo Geeks are named for the original GIS geek. And uh, I haven't been around the company to know all the lore, but maybe you can share with us sort of why, why you're the GIS geek. Why am I the GIS geek? Well, Mark has certainly been around the company long enough to know the lore. So, Meg, I'll tell you what the story goes. It comes from the fact that my license plate for my car is GIS geek. Uh, and there's a, there's a very funny story behind that that I that I've told many many times. Uh, it, it's I, and I've had that license plate for oh, 15 years, 16 years now. Uh, it was a birthday present from my at that time two very young daughters, and um, the story goes that I was sitting there at this sort of Norman Rockwell moment in the big armchair with my two young daughters on either side of me, and they give me this big you can picture how a box that's been wrapped by a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old, <laughs> right? It's just yeah. rows everywhere. And I open this thing up, and there's the Ontario license plate that says GIS <laughs> Geek. And I was just, my face lit up. And I looked at my wife and I said, is this real? And she looked at me with that look of disappointment that, yes, and it's, it's real. <laughs> and then without thinking, I said, I can't believe it was available. To <laughs> To which my wife replied, uh, I can believe it was available. <laughs> so from that day forward, I have been known as the GIS geek. And, and it's, you know, it's, I get emails every once in a while. It, it, you know, uh, I saw you driving down the 404 the <laughs> other day. I'm thinking, oh my, what did I do? And I went, oh yeah, <laughs> GIS geek license plate. So mm -hmm. yeah, so 
that that is that is the name has stuck over the years. So yeah, and it's aptly named too because you are the ultimate GIS geek. So uh, don't fits. know about that. I don't. Well, I don't know when you introduce this segment as a subject matter expert. We better be careful which subject we pick, Mark, because I don't know. Let's, we'll see how it goes. Well, let's start with something that you are sort of a resident expert in, which is that traditional GIS style of focusing on analytics and spatial analysis. We've seen a lot of discussions recently coming back to those topics through demonstrations at places like Developer Summit and other user conferences, a real focus on diving deep and understanding more about the data. What do you think is really driving that focus on analytics? I personally think that what's driving this focus on analytics and answering these deep questions is fundamentally people are starting to recognize that, and I know this sounds such like such a like a, a pontificating thing to say, but so many of the problems that you see on the news read about or you know you watch the videos and 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 hear about the i believe that the solutions to those problems lie not entirely in looking at you know using geography but i don't think we're going to solve those problems effectively without geography and without considering location without considering space so there's the obvious climate change right uh geopolitical stuff but then there's the less obvious things the you know the issues around economy um everybody's all up in arms right now about food prices in the grocery store that's fun yes that is an issue of uh of of you know how do you balance corporate profits with with affordability but there's also a huge supply chain element to that and how do you understand that and improve that without geography so you take all that recognition and you realize that okay we need to analyze this stuff put all that together i think people are, are starting to realize that you know i need to do more than just put dots on the map you know i need to do more than just store the data it's as we often talk about that 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 a gis isn't a system it's three systems it's the system of record system of insight system of engagement and for me that system of insight that's a critical piece right because we we need to you know there's an opportunity for us to understand what's going on a lot of people are really excited about digital twins right now you read about and hear about digital twins all over the place and we uh we just did a, a webinar on that back in back in january and I think digital twins are very, very interesting. But when I look at it, I say, well, a GIS, our GIS that we have been building for decades now have always been digital twins, right? So even, even the early GIS systems, which were, you know, collecting and storing and analyzing all the data we could find about our forests or about our agricultural systems, they were a digital twin of the forest. The, you know, our planning geo database and our parcel fabric and our street network is a digital twin of our city, right? And we've been doing that for decades, right? So this, it, it's not to say that we don't need digital twins. I love the fact that people are starting to talk in those terms. 
it's an opportunity for us in GIS to say, yeah, it's a kind of a polite, I told you so, but it's great. Now that everybody's thinking that way, let's put GIS in that light, right? So that everybody can really, um, you know, really start to reap the full benefits of, of GIS and not just think of it as, oh, those are the mapping guys, you know, in the, in the mapping room down the hall and, and they make maps. No, I, I think now we can, we can think of it as those are the people in the GIS group that are building a digital twin of our dot, 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 our city, our organization, our forest, our climate, our ecosystem. And they're analyzing that. They're giving us insights into that. They're sharing and collaborating, you know, what they have found with that and, and taking that input and feeding it back in. So it, that's why I think that there's kind of this focus on that. That's really interesting. And I know in the past, um, you've, you've talked to us about this, this idea of a task GIS, and it's sort of shifting towards a question GIS. I really want to kind of peel that onion a little bit more. So tell us a little more about what you mean by that, that concept and, and, and this shift uh, towards that direction. Yeah, another another Chris Northism that you guys. <laughs> I mean, I really feel for you guys. You guys, you know, you guys have to suffer through this day in and day out. You know, so what the, what the heck does it mean a task GIS versus a question GIS? I think part and parcel of this shift right now is it. I'm seeing kind of an inflection point where we thought of a GIS as a technical system that did tasks it stored data it answered you know we talked about queries and data layers and we used this kind of task-like and very technical terms to describe this thing and now it's more when i say a question-based gis i'm now starting to see people realize oh a GIS is something that I can ask a question of, right? And I can get an answer to that. So the it, it doesn't mean that we don't need to worry about storing and tuning our databases. It doesn't mean that we, we don't need to worry about optimizing our queries. It's a different way of thinking about the role of GIS, not as something that's an engine chugging away you know, waiting to respond to a query, but rather a system, uh, a system of systems that is ready to help us answer questions that we might ask about that digital twin of our ecosystem or our city or our forest um, or our organization. And, and so I think that changes our mind shift from, okay, I need to think of my GIS not in terms of the size of data that I'm going to store and the number of queries that I'm going to respond to and the, the number of users are going to be accessing it, but I need to think about what are the kinds of questions that my GIS are going to be asked. And and and, and I like to think of that in that, that maturity level that you guys have, have always seen me talk about. These the sort of four levels of... Um, of um, you know, the sort of the types of analytics, you know, there's, there's, I can, you know, there's, there is, um, you know, the, the, these four maturity levels are there's, there's descriptive analytic analytics, there's diagnostic analytic analytics, 
there is predictive analytics and that there is prescriptive analytics. And this isn't this isn't unique to Esri. There lots of organizations talk um, in these terms. You can Google those four types of analytics. You'll you'll find all kinds of things on it. But for me, that's four. That's an increasingly maturing level of question that I ask of the GIS. It's relatively easy to ask what happened. That's responding to a query. You know, where where are my fire hydrants? Where are my thing? What has happened? You know, how where were the accidents on my road network? Whoop! You get an answer, that, and that that's descriptive analytics. You say, oh, okay, but then you kind of do the, you know, okay. So what? Well, well, why are there more accidents here than there are over here? And that's where you get into things like looking at the correlation between these things. Well, gee, we're having we're having a lot of this kind of you know, these fire hydrants are failing more in this area than in this area, and GIS is really good at saying, and hmm, you know, there's a difference in the what I don't know the soil type or the you know the things like that. again. <laughs> You, you were the one who called me a subject matter expert, not me. Right? <laughs> uh, so, but, so GIS has always been very good at that um, descriptive, and it's always been very good at that diagnostic, layering things on top of each other, these aha moments of spatial correlation between these things, right? For me, we now need to move to those next two, which is, and that's where I, you know, that those what is going to happen that predictive analytics where we start to say okay well if this trend continues this is going to happen now you're bringing in time into the you know now you're dealing not only in x and y and z but you're dealing with t as well you're now bringing that time element into it what is going to happen if this trend continues but the last one that's most exciting is that prescriptive what should we do right that it, it, it's what should we do about this from given that this has happened because of this and this will continue to happen what do we want to do let it keep happening because it's a good thing or do we need to do something to make it change because it's a bad thing right uh, and and that's that's really where that's why i call it an a, a question gis as opposed to a task gis Wow, that's a lot of food for thought there. So thank you so much, Chris, for uh, coming by and uh, being one of our first guests here in our Spatial Report podcast. So really appreciate all of the good advice and let's do some analytics, hey? Yeah, let's do it. Well, thank you. I, I am honored to be one of your first guests. And, and I'm quite sure, as Maggie said, it's not just because I approve timesheets, but also... Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I really do appreciate you guys having me on on your first episode and just having me on in general. It's, it's yeah. great. And I think this platform, uh, this podcast platform is going to be great. And I'm really excited about where you guys are going to take this. Thank you so much. As long as you don't fire us. That's the key. <laughs> Mark, I keep trying. But you know, know. what? Mark, I'm, I'm going to keep you around. There, there's so much paperwork involved and I'm lazy. So I'll just, I'll just keep you around. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. All right. All right. Chris North, he is the Director of Technology Adoption here at Ezra Canada, and he joined us today from Toronto. Coming up next, we have our first battle in M versus M.
You know it's true. Admit it. GIS is fun. So for the end of each of our Spatial Report podcasts, we want to add a little whimsy in the form of a short game show. Aptly named M vs. M. Usually, one of us would ask the other five skill-testing GIS questions. Three right and the guesser wins, three wrong and the quiz master wins. And the stakes couldn't be higher because if you lose, you're going to have to suffer the worst possible punishment ever. You have to read the outro for the podcast. Yeah, pretty terrible punishment. But uh, for our first episode, we wanted to do something a little special so that you could learn more about us. Yeah, so this time around, we're going to ask, we'll each ask three questions about ourselves. And the first to get two of these wrong is going to be the loser. And I suspect it's going to be someone named Maggie. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to ask the first question of Maggie, and it's going to be about me. So um, I got my civil engineering degree at UBC, and then I got my GIS diploma at BCIT. BCIT! So um, when I first went through the program, I had to learn how to make layouts with Arc Info Workstation using this thing called AML. Maggie, what does AML stand for? That's a really great question, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm at a bit of a disadvantage here because you have been using this GIS uh, stuff a little bit longer than I have. Just a well, little bit. You can guess the A. Uh, well, I would have to assume it's Arc or ArcGIS. <laughs> and I feel like ML is usually markup language in other things. So maybe it's like Arc markup language. This is oh, a real guess. that's a pretty damn good guess. It's Arc Macro language. Ah, oh, dang! That was a, it. Was a good guess though. I feel like I know it doesn't count, but at least I tried. At least I tried. It's unbelievable. For all you youngins, we had to make layouts with code. Okay, let that sink in. Yeah, I definitely love the UI that I get to use now. I don't think I. I don't think I would do quite as well if I had to do a lot of code writing back in the old days. No way. No thanks. All right, one wrong, sucker. Yeah, I know. I'm not feeling confident today. I feel pretty pretty sad, but oh well. I'm going to give it my best chance. So here's a question for you, Mark. Mm. So I went to high school like most people do, and I did in Hamilton. Love Hamilton. Shout out Hamilton. Um, and I always planned on going to school for engineering, like you did actually, or something else, music too. Um, but I was like pretty hardcore nerd. Um but then in grade 12, I took a class, a geography class with my my fave geography teacher. And I decided to drop all my science classes except for geography and go to university for something else instead. But I didn't I didn't start in geography. I actually registered for something else, which you have to guess what it was. Did I go originally for economics or did I go for social science? So like sociology or did I go for international development? Which one do you think I did in school? There's a program called International Development. What does that even mean? I don't even know. So economics, sociology, or international development. I'm going to go with uh, the first one, economics. Nope, it was actually international development. It is a real, (laughs) it is, it is a real course, uh, and that was great. I did it at University of Guelph for 
uh, international development with agriculture. And it is a course at most universities. So shout out to international <laughs> development students. I don't know what Mark's talking about. <laughs> but I just couldn't couldn't resist geography. I had to go back and switched over in, in my third year into geography. Oh my gosh, you can never go back. Oh, wait. Fine, yeah. fine, fine. All right. So here comes my question number two. So eventually I ended up working at Esri Inc. in Redlands as an instructor. In fact, my 25th anniversary of that is coming up soon. So that'll, take you, that'll give you a guess of how Ooh. old this guy is. <laughs> I know. Um, so what, what was the first course that I taught at Esri Inc.? Was it in, Intro to Arc Info? Intro to Arc V3? Intro to Avenue? Or Intro to Arc Map? Okay, well, 25 years ago was like... 1998. Yeah, yeah, we still use abacuses. And... <laughs> I only know that because my sister was born in 1998. So, yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, hmm. So, I don't think ArcMath was really popping at the time. Um, I would have to say, I, I guess the intro to, to Arc Info sounds like something that maybe you would have taught. Wrong. No! <laughs> Intro to ArcView 3, baby. No, I don't even know. What is ArcView? You have, I'll have to take the class. I'll have to take the, go back in time and take the class. Yes, yeah, so ArcView was like the first generation of ArcMap. Oh, so It nice. was like the first time we had GIS with an actual UI. Ooh. That's great. Yeah, you I could have taken that class when I was three. Really would have learned a lot. Great times. But I've already lost. It feels so sad. Do you want to hear uh, another, another question about me, or should should I just take the dreaded, the dreaded? No, trip? I want no. Let's fire away. Let's go. Yeah, see if we can get any right. We'll do them all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, all right. So I'll jump into into university then. When I did go back to geography, it was the first time I used any of our software, the desktop software. Do you know what version I would have used in university? Would it be ArcMap 10, 10.2, 10.4, or did I go right to ArcGIS Pro, uh, the oh, version one? Dang. I am going to guess 10.2. You're right. I did yeah! use ArcMap 10.2. Woo! Double winning. You're still beating me so badly today. Oh, no. <laughs> Yes. All right. But this is the comeback question. I can feel it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so as part of the job as an instructor and then at Ezra Inc. And then as my job here at Ezra Canada, I got to do a little bit of travel. So I've been lucky to have traveled to all 13 Canadian provinces and territories. Shout out. And all 50 U.S. states. But what was the 50th state, the last state on my list that I visited? Was it Arkansas? Alabama? Idaho or Indiana? This is an extremely challenging question because I, it feels very random. <laughs> but... It is very <laughs> random. going to make these hard, man. They're too hard. I have no chance. Okay. That's the plan. <laughs> oh, I guess I get my reading glasses on, but I would have to say, I guess, um, Alabama. Sure. <laughs> I have no idea. What is it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's sort of out of the four the closest one to bc is idaho and that's the last one that i visited so idaho potatoes shout out 
Oh, well, I guess. Do you want to hear my last question? Or I don't know if yeah, I can take I don't know if do I can it. handle this, this horrible loss today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so after I went to university, then I went to Fleming College. Yeah, Fleming College. Great, great school for GIS. <clears throat> uh, and of course, I continued being a massive nerd. Um, and only one person in my class was, was better than me at GIS, Carson Smalders, who thankfully works at Ezra Canada. So we got the best and brightest here. Uh, but <laughs> he, there was a class that I beat him in. Uh, can, I'm going to give you some class options. You have to tell me which one you think I got. I got 100% in this class, Mark. Mm, okay. <laughs> Do you think it was spatial analysis, web GIS, geovisualization, or Python? course called geo visualization what is that is that cartography like, yeah what cartography it's cartography hmm i am going to take a stab at this because you talked about analysis at the beginning of this pod so let's go spatial analysis wrong mark it was geo visualization <laughs> i guess i'm a cartographer at heart deep down wow so you know how to make a nice map i'm impressed well, at least better than carson's <laughs> that's all that matters <laughs> well that was a fun first edition of m versus m but now i'm going to sit back and relax as maggie sampson's going to wrap up today's pod thank you for joining us for this episode of spatial report please check out our website at esri.ca slash spatial report to learn more about the topics that we covered today and more you can subscribe to our monthly geographical thinking newsletter that highlights all the latest news in our technology. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Geographical Thinking. Mark and I are going to be on an episode of that, so you should, you should check it out, where we take you inside your GIS stories. This podcast is brought to you by Esri Canada, a technology company that empowers people and organizations by the science of where. We'll be back next month, and until then, happy mapping. Happy mapping. Happy mapping.